Welcome to Programmatics, a podcast about programmatic advertising. Each week, we dig into the magic and mysteries of the ad ops industry. I'm your host, Alicia Rosen. Japan stands today as the world's third largest advertising market following the U.S. and China. Joining us today is So Matsubara, a senior consultant to some of Japan's largest programmatic publishers to share key insights into Japan's ad tech ecosystem and business culture. So thanks so much for hopping on and joining me today. Sure, it's my pleasure. Great. You know, do you want to start off maybe by telling us how you got started in the industry? Sure. Um, so I've been in this um, ad tech internet advertisement industry for probably over 17 years. I started my career as a marketer in 2003. It was a very, very early stage of the internet uh, advertisement. So I've seen the growth of this industry along with development with my career. Um, since then, I've changed the, the companies work for uh, and the responsibilities varies from due diligence for auto tech companies acquisition to um, auto tech service sales. Currently, I run my own internet ad- advertisement consulting business. And uh, this um, S3 LLC, it's a Japanese company, uh, is a publisher consultation company. And I run with my partners. So with this S3 LLC, uh, we focus on helping our clients advertisement revenue increase by introducing cutting edge solutions from overseas. We pretty much work with the premium publishers in Japan uh, with a good portfolio of clients. Cool, really interesting. You know, there's so many overseas marketers who are really interested in the Japanese market And I think a great starting point for us is to first talk about what, you know, Japanese business culture looks like and feels like. So maybe you can share with us what strikes you as the biggest difference really between the U.S. and Japanese companies when it comes to, let's say, the speed of the adoption of technologies or new business partners. That is a pretty good question. The the most, most difference, I think. Uh, which struck me uh, after I came back here was the difference of processing to start something new thing. So this difference comes from how much you wait to put on the preparation versus trial, making error, and then move things forward. Mm-hmm. So in, yeah, so in the U.S., the, the mindset might be, um, uh, let's test it out first, then see the results or what happens. So it wasn't required to spend too much time together and improve the effectiveness of the new thing. Rather, once the commercial terms get agreed, um, for instance, my boss uh, pushed me to test it as soon as possible. So basically, the U.S. organization, um, when I was there, was aligned with this way uh, from business side to tech side, So, which aimed to reduce load blocks for a quick trial. And uh, also, 
in a legal standpoint of view, the terms in the IOS are also accommodated this uh, um, by placing the very, very easy outcross term for companies, uh, for campaigns. So everyone wanted to cancel it within a couple of days. Right. So, yeah. If, if it works, then, you know, let's just keep using the service. But if not, you know, we see, well, this is not working, then just quickly and cancel it and terminate the contract and then move, thing, move to the next um, new yeah. things. <laughs> I think in the U.S., we run before we walk, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You already um, uh, get out of a house anyway and yeah. then see the world first. But um, on the other hand, you know, um, yeah, I know I know this story where it's going. But uh, on the other hand, Japanese organizations tend to spend uh, much more time for preparation, and a huge time for preparation. So before moving into the trial, the organization or everybody in the in the organization tries to get uh, you know gather as much of information like um, hey, do you have any success? or failure case studies, you know, or do you have a comparison chart against competitors? Who are your competitors? You know, what's the price point difference, the service level difference? You know, give me the implementation guide before even start using it, right? Um, mm -hmm. It's just to measure how much take resource, uh, the, the cost uh, they need to prepare for it, and et cetera. Uh, so, so it's many, many, many things. Then right. spend really long time to discuss internally if the revenue estimate or forecast is accurate, or you know they can be successful with this solution. Is it reasonable for the resource investment, etc.? Yeah, it seems like risk plays, you know, a really important role in in the ecosystem there. So now yeah. maybe you can give us some insight on the current state of the digital advertising market and maybe some of mm -hmm. the biggest trends in Japan's ad tech scene this year. Yes, of course. So uh, there might be um, more than those, but uh, I can say two trends um, which I can share today. The first trend is to make things right in this industry. Uh, we can name it for like reducing the ad fraud. So you can see the ad fraud comes from everywhere, ranging from maybe stealing the last click attribution to like generating the bot clicks. Uh, because I work with pretty closer to with the publishers, so I can touch base on the sell side uh, more than buy side uh, for this topic. So for publishers, they um, tend to more care about how they are safe and the desired place uh, where advertisers are willing to display their ad or spend on their budget. So recently, uh, many premium publishers joined to create an alliance where they can provide a safe environment for advertisers. Each publisher also has issues of unwitting ads showing up on their site by hurting their own reputations. So the service like GeoAge is quickly adopted by the publishers here in Japan uh, who has these concerns. 
So uh, that's the uh, first trend, other fraud, second trend, the publishers each um, to, to, to protect their own um, reputation. So those two things are the trends that I can see now. Yeah, and maybe you can touch on, um, maybe if you know how Japanese publishers, you know, were affected differently by COVID-19 uh, than US publishers in their reaction also. Sure. Uh, the impact of COVID-19 is still, still unsure because it is not ended yet. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, what it is obvious this moment is uh, CPM, uh, which downed drastically, uh, maybe 20% to 40%, depend on the vertical. And uh, also traffic uh, downed in certain verticals, such as travel is, a, is the biggest one. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, significantly affected, but other other verticals get a um, significant increase in traffic, like uh, portals, news newspapers, or even entertainment, or right. maybe the gaming. So basically, we keep our eyes on the trend change, um, but uh, the threat of the virus is not ended yet. Right. And, you know, um, although the programmatic concept is relatively new in Japan, I think, you know, we can all see that the speed of its adoption is pretty significant. So, you know, maybe you can share with us what changed in the market that kind of led to the adoption of programmatic and how has the market matured since? Mm -hmm. Well, the transition from uh, offline to online happened by bringing the old habit to new business, like... Uh, uh, salespeople still keep selling offline and online media together. But the online media is traded, of course, by online. So the need for change was inevitably came out uh, recently. So I feel Japan has not yet absorbed the, the, the difference and the necessary change. So still, the percentage of PMP is very, very low, like uh, less than 10% of total online programmatic trend tra uh, trading. Adapting open programmatic was easy. And uh, if advertiser can buy the same placement through sponsorship and from open market, then the importance of sponsorship gets significantly reduced now. Mm -hmm. So people are yeah, having a hard time to setting their sponsorship advertisement. Rather, the budget is shifting to the programmatic. So now we need to think of how differentiate sponsorship ad from programmatic. But uh, the marketers, so publisher side marketers need to put a more prioritization to optimize programmatic to increase viewability, reduce fraud, uh, brand protection, and many, many things. Right. And, you know, innovation is a really big part of any industry, of course, let alone ad tech. So how do publishers um, in Japan manage innovation? And, you know, generally, what can the Japanese learn from U.S. marketers here? Sure. So for me, the publisher or media business is already established by long years of business. Thus, it will be difficult to have innovation unless paradigm shift happens. 
If we narrow our focus on the innovation of media monetization, I want to say the innovation may be lying in the collaboration in Adobe's and the content team. In tradition, those two teams work against each other. For example, Adobe wants more ad placement, but content team doesn't. <laughs> but if the content writes an article for a specific brand, then Adobe brings brand budget for it or work with like an affiliate business model. It will become a new e-commerce business for publishers, uh, which is a pretty much innovation to me. So there are like organizations and uh, silos uh, still here, but um, uh, publishers, marketers, should learn from the U.S. marketers. Say, hey, you know, the, it's a, it's a company company wide things to make things company wide, and then think that's what they can do together. Mm -hmm. So to close us out here, you know, can you share with us what's on the horizon for the Japanese market for 2021, and maybe give some insight into the Japanese mobile advertising and how the mobile app advertising market might evolve. Sure. So for 2021, the biggest topic is the death of a cookie. Mm -hmm. Even yeah, idea free and advertising idea are getting more strict in usage, but, uh, and uh, we should proactively uh, move, move toward the change uh, sooner than later. Because Japanese programmatic market is heavily relying on the retargeting performance budget. So the negative impact of this will be enormous. So regarding the app market, the market is growing solidly in, in Japan with its own way. Because it's a specialness, my experience of app market is very, very limited unless um, you know, somebody develops his or her career in there. Mm -hmm. And in the app, gaming is a way too strong vertical. So I believe, um, you know, if we wanted to do the business in the app market in Japan, you need to do the special tweak. No, I think that the pressure of digital has really kind of set the wheels of innovation in motion. You know, it's slow, but it's coming in Japan's um, especially programmatic market. But I think mm -hmm. it's really begun to flourish and prosper. So right. thanks so much for sharing sure. your insights and joining me today. And it was really a pleasure. Sure, that's my pleasure too. Thanks for joining us today on Programmatics. I hope you loved today's show. Be sure to check out www.geoedge.com to see how we can empower your ad ops team. Bye for now.